Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zag on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Huge episode today. I'm very big. You, the very, very big, big and sexy episode today, Rob. Oh, you got vote. You got it before I did, man. Big and sexy. Oh uh, man, Richard Fox going to join the program today. I don't know how he got the nickname Big Sexy, but I'm excited. Do it's, you know? It's better than Big Dick. It is better than Big Dick. Well, is it? <laughs> Who knows? We're going to chat with him. We are. If you're listening to this, we are recording this on. Tuesday morning, we are 48 hours away from Gonzaga tipping off against Kansas. Boy, oh boy. I mean, knock on wood, Rob. I feel like if it hasn't been canceled now, it's not going to be canceled. Dude, it, <laughs> it's, it, does it feel like you're walking on eggshells right now? I, I mean, like, I feel like we're tiptoeing through all this. Like what? every day, it's like, like you're holding your breath. Like, come on, man, please just make it to another day so we can play Kansas. So yesterday when the Duke Gardner Webb game was postponed, I was like, oh God, here we go. Like the first marquee game of the season getting, getting not canceled, postponed. Uh, but you know, something like, yeah, us in Kansas, when are we, when is our schedules are not going to align again? This is our one shot to play Kansas this year. So yeah, if it's canceled, it's canceled, <sighs> unfortunately. But I, like I said, I mean, we're 48 hours away. I feel like, no, it's now or never. If they're going to cancel it, it's got to be right now. And hopefully we don't sound like morons. And, like, I, 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 I know. It's just, 
It's crazy, man. It's just I I feel for those I feel for these guys. And like we've talked about it so many episodes. It's just like guys, this freshman, this isn't normal. I know you guys know that already, but like holy shit, dude. Yeah. You know, like just to be able to prepare and mentally be ready for a game and then it's like getting kicked in the nuts, dude. Like it's exactly like getting kicked in the nuts. I was I was looking forward to the Apple Cup, believe it or not. I'm not even I'm not even BSing. I yeah. thought I thought this was the year Washington State had a shot against uh, Washington, and that was that was canceled. You're probably around a lot of Washington State Cougar football fans, huh? I am. I am. Parts. You know who are one of our biggest fans? Lissa is a huge Coug fan. Is she really? Oh, because oh, she went her, to Wazoo. She went. Did to you go to Wazoo? I know yeah. her daughter goes to Wazoo. Yeah, yeah. She went to Wazoo, so she's a huge Coug fan. And dude, it just, uh, yeah, I, 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 man, just having these things shut down, and and as a as a uh, an athlete, your your mental state is just all crazy, bro. It's all crazy, man. Yeah. So for something like Kansas you know like you're 48 hours away from a really big game are you already like picturing playing well are you already visualizing what you need to do in the game i mean i don't know clearly i've never been 48 hours away from kansas well you've been preparing probably all week for that game right Mm -hmm. so you're it's kind of almost instilled in you like okay this is what this guy does and this is what this guy does he's a shooter he's a defender blah 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 and so you're just mentally preparing yourself for every – you've kind of gone over every scenario, what they do, all their plays. You kind of ran through everything to the point where it's like, okay, man, we've rehearsed everything. Let's, let's let the play happen, you know. Let's let it – you're a drama kid. You know what it's like. You, you I am know? a drama kid. <laughs> I am a drama kid. Uh, we have someone very big and very sexy waiting in the uh, waiting room right now, Rob. So before we let in Richard Fox, the NFL season is in full swing, baby. You may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action of bet online. Are you doubling down now that you have a new quarterback, Taysom Hill, even though he's a BYU guy, Rob? I am doubling down. And I was going to say this. Can we make a bet on how many kids Phillip Rivers has? Uh, what is it right now? It's double digits right now, isn't it? Or it's like eight or nine. Is it that many? That's why I wanted to bet. Don't look it up yet. I wanted to have a bet about this. Okay. I'm saying, I'm saying nine. Okay. I wonder if there's a prop bet on betonline.ag. Maybe from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, betonline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and play. We're going to admit him in now. And this is very important. Uh, Richard Fox joining the program now. Uh, Richard, do we do we welcome you on as as Mr. Fox, Richard, big, Mr. Sexy, Mr. Big Sexy? What? What is you know, I mean, I've graduated. I think Foxy's fine. I could call that a lot, or just Richard. I'm sure. Uh, Rob, I'm sure Rob has another name or two he might want to use today. But. <laughs> You already know, been used. <laughs> I have to ask Richard, and again, thanks for uh, joining the program. I, I know you're busy with your your kids are at home, right? Are you working from home right now? No, I'm I'm in the office today. I've been home. My wife and I've been juggling um, who stays home, who gets to go in the office. So today I'm in the office, and then um, 
tomorrow she's taking it off. So I'll work probably half a day and I'm forcing myself to make it a long weekend. But well, interesting got, times, man. Interesting times. Crazy times. And before we get into it, I, I, I need to ask, because it's going to be burning yeah. a hole in my mind, this whole interview, if I don't get it out of the way. How did you develop the name Big Sexy? How did that come about? Did you have to like, did you, was there uh, dance involved? No, 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 there's, yeah, there's no, no, no dance or anything. Uh, I was actually at Colorado and that's where it came from. Um and I think at, at first it was obviously a joke. You know, I was, I, I was the, uh, whatever the opposite of sexy is. And that's what I look like as a freshman. <laughs> oh, oh, it's ironic. Oh. I, like I, I, I obviously grew into that nickname and have justified it for a number of years now. <laughs> um, but here's the funny story. Here's a funny story. So I'm in, I'm in Europe playing and they, it comes with me over there. So I'm big sexy to all my European teammates. But over the course of a couple of years, it's just ended up, I, I literally, I remember being in a game and one of my teammates yelling, sexy, sexy, <laughs> like to swing the ball. Like He just abandoned the big. And I'm like, we're in the middle of the game, man. They can't, it's one thing we're going out and you use that, but you can't just be, you know, yelling sexy across the floor. So um, it's been a, I don't get called that nearly as much as I'd like anymore, but you know. I'll tell you what's sexy is that gravelly voice. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it did, it did me well on radio. I don't know. With Heiser and I, I think we sign a, uh, sound a little bit alike, so I think sometimes it may be a little confusing. But yeah. Well, you need so. to know. You need to know with Heister and Jack that there's a little beef between them for sure. Uh, I don't know I, what I, it is. I've listened to the podcast enough to 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 pick to pick up on that. And I I, I heard uh, when he was on, I listened to that one and. I uh, I picked up a little bit of tension, but I, I think there's a lot of love there too. No, there. I don't know yet. Are Richard, we got to hold them back. Let me tell you something. I am. I know this about myself. I can come across as kind of an asshole from time to time, but uh, but I mean well. And so I think when uh, people don't know me especially well, they think that I, it's the things I say is uh, coming from uh, a malicious place. It's really not. I just I. I, 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 I I suffer from the same condition. You're okay. <laughs> uh, Richard, you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, two years at Colorado, then you transferred to Gonzaga. Yeah. You were, I mean, this is, I, I hate to date you, but uh, what, 18, 19 years ago, and you're transferring yeah. around the same time as Dick Al, and now here we are right. about two decades later. Gonzaga really has become transfer you. Can you uh, can, yeah. can you put us in the mindset of of when you decided to leave Colorado and and why you ultimately chose Spokane? I mean, I, I knew I was unhappy at Colorado a lot longer or a lot earlier than when I actually left. Um, you know, we actually played Colorado or uh, rather Gonzaga when I was at Colorado my freshman year and beat them in Hawaii. And honestly, I remember in that game being really impressed with how they played. And how close that group was. That was the group right after they went to the lead eight. So they had those five seniors from Santangelo, Nielsen, um, you know, Calvary was, a, a, I think, a junior that year. So it kind of stuck with me. And then when I was looking to leave my sophomore year, my, uh, one of my assistant coaches at Colorado, um, Doug Moe, is really close, or at least was really close to Mark Few and those guys. So when I officially made the decision, he kind of helped connect me with these guys up here and, um, honestly, I, I, I made a mistake of committing the same day. I, my first day here, I met Mark for lunch and then we went to go play and I just wanted to see how good their guys were. And I committed 
during the run. I just walked over in between games and said, if the offer's still on the table, I'll take it. Shook hands and that was it. But then, of course, they didn't take me to Churchill or you know Spencer's or anything. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to the Ram and other stuff. It should have held out a little bit longer. But yeah, no, that was. I mean, I, they've certainly done a really good job of finding guys that are looking for a change that fit. Um, they're not just taking talented guys. They're trying to find guys who can fit into what they've got going here, and they've had a lot of success, obviously. Uh. That being said, you've seen the evolution of how we've played, right? So we've went from when your arrow, you guys ran a lot of flex. And yeah, I said some hate, you know, some hate on this podcast about the flex. The flex won a lot of games. I'm not saying it, I, I'm not saying I'm just we're talking about the evolution. I'm just saying that right. there is not hatred on the flex because trust me, we ran the flex and it does work, but. It's it's funny to see how we've evolved to more of a flow action, right? Or is that, or have you seen yeah. that impression? Well, I think I think Mark inherited the flex. I mean, he obviously was a big part of of you know, putting it in into the into the program and making sure that the, it was run properly. And I, I don't think he necessarily had um, you know a negative view on that offense. But you you run the flex when you've got a talent deficit. And you're, you know, you've got guys who may be uh, really good shooters but have a tough time creating their own shot. There's a lot of optionality in the flex. I mean, I think it's a great offense, and I think you know you can win even with talent running that. But it doesn't allow for the level of freedom, and there is some anomaly to it. Even though you've got a lot of options, you know, if you if if you're well coached, you can prepare for the flex in a way that you you can't quite prepare for what they're doing now. So I think, I mean, I have to think that's a big reason why they kind of moved away from it was both they were getting more talented guys that, you know, it's it's easy to sell a guy like me and from and these old dogs on the flex. It's going to make it's going to make your life easier. But, <laughs> you know, for a top 50 recruit who wants right. to be able to have the ball man and play and is thinking about maybe some has some larger uh, aspirations beyond playing at GU, you know, the flex, I'm not sure is all that translatable to the league. So um, for a lot of reasons, I think they made that transition. I think it's been the right call. You mentioned no, talent. I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. You mentioned talent deficit, uh, and there's not a bigger glaring example of Gonzaga hanging with a team that on paper was much better than the 2003 matchup with Arizona. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were uh, top to bottom filled with NBA talent, a double overtime thriller. It was, it was a loss. And even though it was a loss, big sexy, are you thrilled that ESPNU always plays that game? Because at times you you look like the best player on the floor, and I'm not. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. Well, in my mind, I was. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's a that was a weird deal because I, I remember being on the court. I think everybody that was playing realized while it was happening, which is weird. Like this is kind of this is kind of a special game, you know. <laughs> Uh, they were a really good matchup for us in that, you know, we didn't mind playing physical, but, you know, they weren't, you know, that's the Pac-12. They were up and down. Um, there was a lot of freedom of movement in that game. We just, it just, felt, honestly, it felt like a pickup game in the best possible way. You could just play. You guys weren't mauling you. It wasn't overly physical. Um, and they were really good. I mean, Walton was the real deal. Channing Fry was a sophomore. He, he, he gave it to me plenty. Um, you know, and it, yeah, it was just a great game. The crowd was so into it. Um, 
you know, we heard all the cheers, you know, I, I, the pressure on Arizona had to be, it was just tremendous. Yeah. That whole gym was rooting for us. It was just, you a think so? okay. It was more. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, cause you've got all these other teams. I think Duke yeah. played after us and maybe against Western Michigan. I think Chris came and was on that team. Everybody wants to see the, 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 the number one or number two, see whatever they were lose. Um, so no, it was a great game. And I just remember after the game being exhausted and, you know, as pretty quickly after that, and I think cause I wasn't a senior, you knew you were coming back. You started also feeling a lot of pride um, to, have, to have been part of that kind of game. But yeah, I remember just, we were all exhausted. It was a tough locker room afterwards. It was really the start of the Gonzaga Arizona rivalry. I think, uh, I mean, it was, it was lewd at that point. I think the Arizona program really, I think the Arizona program really gave a lot of respect to Gonzaga after that. And then not terribly long after that, we started playing uh, seemingly every year. Uh, Speaking of pride, big sexy, I feel like players from Colorado and just people from Colorado in general have big time state pride. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's been a lot of notable <laughs> Gonzaga players from uh, from Colorado. What, what, Rob? What, wait, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's no. He's of, like, yeah. What about it? They're, yeah. What, they're pride, what kind they're of pride people. is it, Jack? I really need to know this. You, you know what I'm talking. People from Colorado will let you know that they're from Colorado. Is that isn't that right, yeah. Richard? Like, well, I think point, we're humble like, about it, but yeah, Colorado's, <laughs> Colorado's better than most places. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, you Where should be you, there then, buddy. You should be there. True or false? That would be so far away from you. Oh. True or false? Richard Fox out of Regis High School is the greatest Colorado Gonzaga basketball player. Well, Bolden was okay. <laughs> uh, Damn it. So maybe, maybe, maybe he was better than me. Um, are you talking, you're not just coming, coming to GU, right? Coming to GU. So, oh, okay. so you're no, never because I, well, I'm trying to think. There's a, who's the third one? I'm missing somebody. This is embarrassing. Josh Perkins. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Josh, oh. he went to my high school. Yeah, yeah. And then he transferred. Josh was Josh was great. I no, was no, tra- I'm, I, I'm at the bottom of the list for sure. But you're top three. Um, well, there's three of us on the list. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be top ten for a while. You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> they've got a few more kids to go get before <laughs> I get out of that. Uh, so you've actually been calling games. I looked it up. It, it snuck up on me. You've been calling games for about a decade now alongside. Longer, longer, longer than that because I did the radio for four or five. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think we're, it's crazy with Q6 and Root. I think we're coming up on 10 years, yeah. How'd you, how'd you, uh, how'd you get a spot on that roster? Well, I was doing the radio for, again, four or five years, and I was – Colleen and I, my wife and I didn't have kids, um, so the travel really wasn't that big a deal. But it started kind of getting in the way professionally. You know, it's hard to be gone. You're doing the radio and you're going to the tournament. You're going 20 road trips a year. I mean, you might have a couple games on a single road trip, but you're on the road so much. And I just said, you know, it, it grinds on you, you know, after a while being on the road that much. And so I gave it up. And then Santangelo came up and did a great job and got to, of course, enjoy uh, the final four run and all that. But um, for that year between the radio and Q6, actually SWX had just launched, which is Q6 is kind of all sports channel. And so I did anything everywhere from like girls GSL games to Eastern games to community college games just to see if I liked it. So they were were familiar with me when ELO left 
And then I also had the radio background. And so at the same time, Dan was, I think, officially retiring from playing or wanting to move back to Spokane. And so, you know, we kind of both landed it and uh, it's been great. Thanks, Chauncey. <laughs> Thanks, Chauncey. Shout out to the producer, Chauncey. Backing it up, Richard. Rob talks about this all the time, the Spokane Vortex. Uh, former players can't seem to get away from Spokane. You went overseas, and then when you were done playing, period, was it not an option? You were coming back to Spokane? Why not? Why not? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's like this crazy, unique dynamic. Um, I think it's easier to find a job where you went to, in the town you went to college in, right? So I think a big part of that is just it's easier to find work. But also, you know, I came back on my master's in finance, and then I met my wife, who's a Spokane girl. You know, you, you start. You, I was working um, in graduate school, and then all of a sudden, I'm doing the radio, and so you just kind of start building some roots. Um, and you've got to, you know, if you play here, you've got a great network. There's, there's no sense in denying that. Um, and it's, I've been really fortunate in some of the opportunities that I've gotten. I'm not sure we're going to see the same level of guys stay. I think they're, they're recruiting a larger footprint of the country. And a lot of these guys are going to go play the league for, you know, four or five, 10, 12 years. Um, I'm not sure a guy like Kelly Olenek is going to want to you know, establish roots in Spokane. He's from Kamloops, though. He's from Kamloops. That's true. Or like Sabon. I mean, my point is, you know, they're going to – it's one thing to go play in Germany or Spain or somewhere for two or three years. You're still not that far removed from having been in Spokane and gone to college. It's a lot easier to come back at that point than it is if I've been gone for a decade plus, have a family, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I think for – for a long time, it's been a great place to to settle. I mean, obviously, Rob, you've done it – it's a great place to raise a family. You know, it's uh, just a good community. I just, I, I feel like the numbers support the idea that there is some kind of vortex, but maybe, maybe we're overplaying it. No, it, it, I think, I think it after Gary, that's the number right there. Gary's the last guy that I can think of that stayed. Gary, Mike Hart, maybe. Mike came back, yeah. Yeah. And after that, it's kind of been just drop off. We'll see. We'll see. Well, a, lot of, a lot of those guys are still playing. Though. That's what. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. True. I was. Yeah, so, a lot of them. They could come back. So you, uh, you're in the real estate biz. Yes. Yep. yep. Commercial real estate. Oh, commercial. Real estate. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand what the issue is, Rob. The issue is, man, just keep grinding, baby. Just we're gonna get through this time for you, okay? Oh, it's actually, it's actually, believe it or not, it's it feels a little bit like the twilight zone, but it's actually been a really strong market. It's, it's uh, but it's weird. It's a difficult time for everybody for all the obvious reasons, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in my business or any business will be comfortable uh, or feel like things are normal for a while now. But yeah, it's. I mean, all things considered, it's it's been good. How what what percentage of your job is you? BSing with clients about Gonzaga basketball. More than I'd like it to be. Uh, <laughs> I, dude, you gotta lean into it. I mean, you you probably you, you're a smart guy. You know what it's all about. Uh no, I mean I certainly not as much as you probably think. Um you know, for clients I work with on a regular basis, it doesn't come up all that much, but it's certainly a topic of conversation. And to your point, I'm not I don't shy away from it, but I I 
the older I get, the quicker I try to transition us back to kind of <laughs> work. Why we're why we're on the phone, you know? But you no, get this. I, I, I get asked. I get asked it all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure Rob does too. Yeah, you get the same question. I'm sure. So, what do you think about this year's team? That's the. That's, oh yeah. That's the like generic first question everyone asks yeah. when you start a conversation. So. Uh, you know, have you seen the guys lately? What do you guys think about this uh, year's team? Are they going to be good this year? You're like, we're always good. What are you talking about? No, my favorite, my favorite questions are like the old guy who just has a lot of time to think about it. And he'll ask the most bizarre question. Like, Hey, do you think this year Kispert's going to be able to dribble behind his back and get it? You're like, what? I went to random. <laughs> I spent zero time thinking about that kind of, you know, just random, the random question about a player and their game. And yeah, it's just funny. I mean, I do think it, it, it'd be one thing if you were just an ex player and in the real estate biz, but you're, you're associated with the team so much because you call so well, people know me. Yeah. yeah. People know me way more from calling games and than playing. I mean, I, I think we're getting to that, that point. It's been long enough where I, I think most people listening to the games are like, so he got this guy played here at GU. When was that? Was that like in the nineties? You know, I never, I don't remember seeing him play. <laughs> um, so I'm certainly more well-known. I mean, Dan, for example, is his resume here is, is second to none. So people still remember him. Well, when you him, have right? barbershops everywhere, I, you see yeah. barbershops everywhere. Of course that you're more recognizable. Yeah. When's the last time you had somebody cut your hair? Um, <laughs> 20, 2012 was the last time I cut my hair. Shaved yeah, it. Chuck Persons. You were done. Chuck Persons made that joke, and I'll never go back. Richard, does does Dan give you a discount at any of his barbershops? No. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks Dan's like, like I, I love Dan, but he's not a discount guy. No, 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 no. And, and, I, and, I, and I and I tip the guys well. They're really nice. I go to South Hill and um. I'm a weird haircut person. I really don't want to talk to you as you're cutting my hair. I want to like read the paper. Oh, you're that guy? Or like, you know, it's like, yeah, because it's like, I'm, I got two four-year-old twins. I work full time. Life's crazy. Like, it's like the one of the few times where I have to be still and I don't have the, I don't have kids on me. I don't, you know, there's just nothing. I'm my time. So I like to just relax, you know. That's, but so, that's the whole point of it, it's like that's man, too, much, too much information. No, it's man time at the barber shop. That's Rob, what it is. This might be a cultural thing. I because I and I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean to make I don't mean to make that weird. Oh no, no, that's perfect. <laughs> but I'm with Richard hundred percent. Like <laughs> if I'm sitting in the barber shop, unless she's like super cute and I don't wait, see wait, wait. And, it, and I don't, be, I, it has to be a woman to cut your hair. No, 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 no. Unless, okay, if they're, if the only time I'll entertain talking the whole time is if A, she's super cute, B, there's not a ring. There's not a ring I can see. Okay. Uh, Richard, remember when I was saying sometimes I come across as an asshole? Case in point right here. <laughs> but anyway, I, I want to sit down and yeah, enjoy yeah. my haircut. I don't want to talk. Similar situation on the airplane. I'm not an oh. airplane talk guy. No, airplanes are the worst. Oh, Air, airplanes yeah. are the worst. Those are the hands down worst. But like the barbershop, um, it is a cultural thing for sure. Then, because 
I remember going to the bar. I, even when I take my sons to the barber shop, it's like, oh, we get to talk sports, we get to talk about life, whatever, women, do it, whatever. Yeah, you you're, talk you're, you're talking about you're talking about a true a true a true barber shop. You're talking about a true barber shop. I'm going to Dan Dickow's barber shop. It's not the same thing. It's you know what I mean. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about you know. We you might as well we, go to we, great week clip. eleven of the NFL schedule with my stylist. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they do a great job, but the, yeah, it's not. I'm not going to the barber shop on Third Avenue where it's gotcha. I'm waiting for an hour to to get my nope. hair cut. So oh, who's right. better, LeBron or MJ? But that's not happening. <laughs> Richard. Look, I'm asking this. I'm I'm coming to you as as a guy with thinning hair. Like I'm not I'm yeah, not I'm not a, I'm not in yeah. no way asking this question from from a high horse of any kind. I'm really just asking for myself. I'm I'm 32 years of age, and every year I think, is this the year I take it down? Are well, you are do you think you'll ever get to that point where you just you just take it all down? Save it? No, no. And the reason I can't I can't beard. And to offset it, I just, I mean, you're almost seven feet walking around with ball in hair. And I mean, it's just, I think it's, I'm not Scott Van Pelt here. So, um, <laughs> so you can't, go, no, you can't go, I think I would think about it. You can't go Rob, go T. That's what I'm saying, what? Jack. This is your two options now, Jack. Yeah. You can look no. at your two options. You can go my style or foxy style which you're now you're there i think i'm just short with it I'm richard with it. Yeah, you, you, you definitely got to cut your hair jack it's 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 more obvious <laughs> when your hair is long oh no i know that i know that yeah. i know that yeah, yeah yeah uh but richard you you say like being seven this is, foot, a, this is a safe space i'm just trying to be helpful <laughs> you say being seven foot like it's a disadvantage being bald i feel like that's that's a that's a plus you look like Mr. Clean walking around out there. Well, I, I already, I already stand out. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I have this weird alarm going off in my phone. Um, yeah, I don't think people would think of Mr. Clean if I walked around with no, you know, with the bald head of hair. I think, I think women would clutch their children more tightly. I think people <laughs> would cross the street. That just would be a bad look. Um, no, my, you know, my my brother-in-law Sean Mallon, he does that, but he's got a nice big beard. It works, you know. Wait a minute. This is news to me, and I feel like I have my finger to the pulse of Gonzaga basketball stuff. You and Sean Mallon are yes. brothers yes, through marriage. Yes, How did I not Jack. know that? What's the yeah. what's the what's the connection? Uh, I married his sister. I did not know that. Gee whiz. Well, how now, about that? Now, how was that yeah. going to for the first time meeting Sean? How was that? Or like, after you're like, hey, I'm dating your sister. Well, you were teammates for a second, were you? Okay, yeah, no, Sean was a red shirt my junior year, and then... Oh, uh, he's younger then. You're good. You're good. Senior year, he was a... He, he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, and I didn't meet Colleen until I came back. She came back from studying abroad for a year, and I was in the MBA program, and she was... A, uh, worked there as a student. She was a senior. So, I mean, I, it, it kind of just happened. You know, I'm just going to say Sean wasn't thrilled at, at first. <laughs> but he's come around. Yeah. Well, now you go to every so, Ferris game. You go to every Ferris game, you root him on, and yeah. We did, no, no, Sean and I are, are, are great now. I'm close. Yeah, I, but yeah, there was a period of time there where I think there was some uh, frustration towards me. But I think, you know, it's always hard. It's your sister, and 
Yeah, no. I, um, you know, we don't I need think, to get uh, personal. We don't need to get into yeah. too much of the weeds. Not only yeah, is I it, think, I, I think last year he finally accepted our relationship. Last know, year, first three. So, <laughs> not only is it your sister, but the teammate who's dating her is named Big Sexy. There's a, there's a couple of <laughs> yeah. Come <laughs> let's, let's let's transition. Here. Okay, let's, let's talk transition. Let's talk basketball, bigs. Let's talk bigs basketball real quick. We we'll transition. Sure. Richard, do you is it hard for you to watch basketball now that the big man is kind of dissolved? Not at our program so much, but in general. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely. I know you're biased. I'm biased. I can say it. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I just, I, can, I watch a lot of the NBA, so I think that's where you're really seeing the change. I mean, I think at the college level, there's enough programs where you, you know, Kansas is typically big up front. G, play. I mean, you're seeing good play on the in the front court. I mean, certainly the the game has changed, and, and you've got to be more versatile. But at the next level, I just, I think this trend, the shift to the three point shot is I think the game is more boring than it used to be. I agree it's, completely. I mean, I just – and I think, you know, obviously Houston is the, the worst culprit of that with Harden, who's a great player and all that. But, I mean, I, I literally loathe watching them play. And, and who cares, right? I mean, if they're winning games, why do they care how I feel? But, um, you know, I, I don't think the, 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 the post player is dead or anything like that. I just think the way they the, those guys are effective has changed. I mean, you look at – even a guy like um, – uh, Timmy, you know, I mean, he's phenomenal on the low block, but he's got the ability to bring the ball up the floor. We saw that with Tilly and, and Patricia last year. That's something you and I never would have considered doing. I mean, we, even if we could have, no one would have wanted us to do it. I mean, and now it's like another way to spark your break is just if you get the defensive rebound, look to bring it up yourself. Let your point guard actually get out in the lane or on the three-point line and try to create some offense. Um and then obviously you've got to be able to shoot the three three point shot. I think to be a, a, a really effective post player, that wasn't something that we had to do. I mean, we certainly had guys early in the run that could do that. I mean, Calvary and, and Corey had the three point shot, but they don't. They might may have taken one a game. You know, now your post your center might take four in a game. Right. So well, but no, I, I think the post player is fine. I think it's back in, in, the, in the more traditional. If the next Keel O'Neal is born tomorrow, in 20 years, every NBA team is going to have four seven footers on their roster, right? Yeah. It's just we just we haven't had that. Those dominant big guys don't happen every five years. I mean, they're they're unicorns, right? I mean, there's five, maybe six that you would count off that transcended the game up front. We just haven't had a guy since Shaq that that has really fit the bill. I well, I think I think if you look at the big man now, it's more. Uh, Anthony Davis type lean, you know, you're not as, it's not as physical or the game is not as physical at the higher level. Like in the NBA, it's not as a, you're not having two post players on the, on opposite blocks, you know, you're that, that game is gone. So you're having more of a lean type uh, uh, Greek freak type player as the big man now. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I look at a guy like Joel Embiid, who I think could be the next great big. Um, he's certainly more versatile than Shaq ever was. I love uh, Jokic. I mean, I'm a Nuggets. I'm from Denver, so back oh. to that Colorado pride. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm a, I love my Nuggets. Um, 
he's he's just he's but he's one, I mean he's a once in a lifetime guy. We've never seen a guy like him, and we'll probably never see a guy quite like him again. He just have, plays the game in such a different way. His ability to pass. I mean, yeah, Davis is more of a finesse guy and all that, but that, you know when he really needs a bucket. You're putting him on on the on the block, or you know, he's stepping off of the block. I mean, there's still, a, I think, a big role for that in the game. Um, but yeah, it's I'm fine with it. I certainly wish Shaq 2.0 would come back. He was my favorite player as a kid. Oh, my, my next question uh, is: This the year that Kispert dribbles behind his back? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Richard, much. No, been- I seriously, I seriously, I seriously had that question to me like two weeks ago. Like, like, trying to walk me through like his handles and like, do you think he will do this? I'm like, oh my god, I don't know, man. I'm not- uh, ob- look, obviously, this team is is crazy elite. Uh, the sky's the limit with this team. National championship aspirations. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to bore you with with that kind of stuff. But if there was a weak spot on this team, what is it, and, and how could it be exposed? You know, I feel like I'm on an island a little bit here. Um, they have a lot of, like, top-shelf talent, you know. Like, mm-hmm. if you, you go to the bar, you want to order off the top shelf, Gonzaga's got a lot of that. But maybe maybe, day, if, maybe if I'm with you, a big-time commercial yeah. real estate broker. Yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going well, my friend. Well, but but GU's G, G, G shopping off the top shelf now, right? They've mm-hmm. got that yeah. kind of talent. Um, but then the reality is they're playing for their top eight or freshmen. And so I don't, and I think I heard Mark say this the other day, they're not the number one team in the country today. Do they have the ingredients to get there as we kind of move through the year to March? I certainly think so. Um, you know, I've always, you know, the, the scrimmage was enlightening and then you got to see some guys up close. Um, I, I like their rotation on the perimeter. You know, Yai is just steady. I think Corey's gotten better. Um, Suggs obviously has a ton of talent. You know, there's always a transition for that position. Even the most talented kids coming yeah. in will need some time. Um, I suspect he will too, even though he's really, you know, his physical ability might help mitigate some of that growing pains. I liked Harris a lot. I think he's um, going to be a pro at some point. At least defensively, he's got great instincts. He's quick. He didn't shoot the ball well in that scrimmage, but from everything I've heard, he, sh- he shot the ball pretty well over the fall. Um, you know, and Cook and, and Strather are, are probably good guys, depending on the game, to step in and make some plays. But my, my biggest concern, if that's the right word, is up front. You know, Timmy, I think, is poised to maybe have an All-American type of year. If Gonzaga, I mean, if, if Gonzaga has the type of year you, you're alluding to, Jack, it might be Timmy that it gets all the headlines. Yeah. But after, after Timmy, there's, hey. in my mind, a lot of unknowns. I mean, you just – no, I I completely agree. I think there is going to be the two bigs that are coming off the bench. They're going to have to compete against each other for that that next that time, whether it's Pablo yeah, or yeah. Paulo. Well, I think it's Paulo. I mean, I, I, Apollo looks the part, but I, I see that, that kid needs more time. I mean, it, I think that's just the reality. And I like Paulo. I think he's got all the pieces. He reminds me a lot of Rui in that he's. Half the time at this age has no idea what he's doing, but he's you can see moments of this overwhelming ability and oh, talent. Athletically, he's so athletic. Oh, he's huge, you know. I mean, he's and he's I think he's got good instincts defensively on the low block. I think he's if he can take his time, but he's gonna he's gonna have games where he's awful. And then he's gonna have a game where all of a sudden he gets you 20, you're like, Jesus Christ, you know. Um, <laughs> right. 
but you, that, I just don't know that you're going to see that consistency. And then, you know, I like Anton quite a bit, but I'm, I'm just curious to see where he fits in as far as uh, offensively, you know, has he gotten better, you know, can he, can he stretch the floor a little bit? And then, you know, defensively um, he's going to have to play at the four a lot. Um, I'll just be interested to see, but no, they've got all the pieces Jack, to, to kind of wrap, to bring it back around. I just think it's going to take some time to see it kind of come together. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of disadvantages this season, but I think we talked, Rob and I talked about this a little bit uh, with Kevin James. I think one advantage that Gonzaga has, it, well, and I think coach few would look at it as an advantage is they're the number one team in the nation, but because of COVID, they don't have to answer a lot of questions. They may not be getting the kind of media attention that they normally would be. They can kind of, uh, work behind the curtain, so to speak. And a big example of that is uh, Julian Strother warmed up for the scrimmage, right. right? And then didn't play. And then it was just kind of yeah. like, wait, what? How, uh, huh? Is Do you have yeah. any kind of background? Were you guys kind of blindsided by that too? Or Because well, I mean, I'll just say, I'll say that broadcast was um, challenged from the very beginning. And that's happens to us every year to start the season just because everyone's kind of getting back into it. Plus you just layer on the COVID stuff and how different it was, how we were positioned and all of that. You know, there wasn't great communication about what was going on there. And that happens sometimes, you know, it's also a, a, a scrimmage and that, you know, we, it, there's a lot to get through in a broadcast like that in an hour. Um, so yeah, I don't, from what I understand, it's not serious. I, I don't think they're concerned about his ability to play this year. I just, you know, Mark, I think dislikes the craziness in the kennel. Um, to say dislike least. is yeah. I was going to say that's uh, a fine word. It's certainly not the place to to push a guy who maybe is digged up to try to get him on the floor. So they're going to be overly cautious. I would I would think this team. I guess how how do I phrase the question? Gonzag, this season is a disappointment if. Man, Jack. I mean, I, I just I hope they get to play. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I get, like yeah. I, I mean, I, I honestly I think if it's if college basketball has an NCAA tournament, that's a success. Um, and it's just it's just going to be a weird year. Um, that's what gives me pause a little bit with this team is, um, you know, they're 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 throwing them right in the fire right away. And then you talk about from a national perspective after Iowa, they don't play anybody. Um, that is going to, you know, lead college game day. Like, and so you're going to kind of, you know, kind of disappear from, from the headlines a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to dodge the question. I just, I, I think there's so much uncertainty because of COVID and, and whether or not you can play. Um, you know, I think week to week, you know, you're going to look at the schedule and say, I can't wait for X game and something could happen and it's gone. Um, and I say, so I think for GU, if Mark and this group can navigate all of these minds and, and this uncertainty and get to March or April, whenever the tournament starts and they're healthy, I think they've got a great chance to make a run, but it's to, to me, you've got to get there first. And so that if they can get there and be healthy and, and have avoided any real issues because of COVID and been able to play most of their games, I think that's a big success in and of itself. I have a couple of listener questions that are, that are a little bit off the wall, okay. if, you, if you'll indulge us. Okay. Always, always. Number one, 
And again, this is I didn't come up with these. These are totally oh, that's not, a damn I had, lie. I had, oh, nothing right, to, right. I had nothing to do with any of these. Uh, who wins in a fight, you or Heister and Dan together? I win. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Even though because you you had you had a, a knee, right? I've had forty surgeries. Oh, yeah. on the same knee or what? Three on one, one on the other. Um, microfracture in both. I just I'd have to I'd have to I'd have to hit Heister quickly and hard. And I don't think I don't think Dan would be around after I did that. And then it would just be <laughs> me and Heister going at it. He's a big boy and well, he's, got, he's certainly got a lot of fight in him, but you know, I'm I'm quite a bit larger than him. So. I think Dan wouldn't want to get his face hit. That was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you pull his no, hair. I mean, that hair. And, yeah. yeah, it would be yeah. yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Do you feel do you feel like uh, uh, a hit to your confidence when you're next to both those guys and their hair, both of their hair is just on another oh, yeah. level. Yeah. I've got real, ha- I've got real hair envy. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's frustrating sometimes, you know. But no, it is what it is. Um, I, I, the benefit, as you will find out when you finally cut it down further, is it's a real easy to get ready, and I'm not all that worried about that hair. I think both those guys have to spend five to 10 minutes getting that hair ready a day. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'll, I'll go from here. You and Heister are a team and you're taking on Mo and Huddy who wins straight. Say that again. You and Heister are on a squad and you're taking on Mo and Huddy. Backyard. This is is, is again, another physical altercation. Physical altercation. With your dudes, you have you, you have listeners who who actually want you to ask these questions. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Heister and I get there. I, I think it's going to be it's there's going to be some blood. I think it's going to get real ugly. Um, you know, Mo would be a handful. Um, I think what would happen is Tom and I would look at each other and say, "This isn't really worth it." Do you have any cold beers? And then I, we just watch Heister and Mo go at it probably for 10, 15 minutes. That's what I think we would do. <laughs> so, you know, Huddy and I were together for five years, whatever it was on the radio. Yeah. I think we would just welcome the chance to sit down and have a beer. So we're not, we're nonviolent people, nonviolent. This one actually is a question from, from a listener. I mean, just like the other one was, <laughs> just like the other one was. This is from, this is from uh, his name in the friend group is actually Big Tom. Best places to in Spokane to buy big and tall clothes. Ooh, there's only one really that I can think of. Destination XL. I buy everything online. Rob, what do you do? Uh, North Forty. I get my jeans yeah, at North. Okay. I get my jeans. You at really? North. Yeah, they fit. It's it's the weirdest thing. I've been all over the world, and North Forty has jeans that fit. All right, I, I need jeans. I'm gonna do that. Um, I buy I buy all my stuff online. You know, I was. When I used to go to Denver before COVID, there's a couple of really nice local big and tall guy, uh, stores locally operated. And I'll usually go there every time I'm in Denver and, you know, pick up what I need to pick up. But it's pretty slim picking too, man. Uh, I have a request. Okay. Can, is this you or is this, is this you or? or no, this is, this is from another listener. Okay. Kidding. Can you, <laughs> next time you're, Next time you're uh, working with Greg, can you can you pick his brand? Does he really hate me? Because I know I've given him plenty. I don't of- think Heister doesn't have, he doesn't think that way. Like okay. I, honestly, I, I he's that guy doesn't have any hate in his heart, man. He, I I I really like Heister. 
and I'm not just saying this, like he is easily the most interesting person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, and he's not only interesting because of his life experiences, but because of how he views the world. It's just really fascinating sometimes to just chat with him about stuff. Um, I mean, this guy's, you know, he's been in an avalanche, been in plane crashes. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. Wait, what? Um, Wait a minute. What? Oh yeah. 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 We, had you, 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 you we had him on. You've got it. We had him on for 90 minutes. And you think in that time, an avalanche story would come up. Jack, you gotta, I think you got to ask him those questions. I mean, it's his the, the least interesting thing about Greg, and I think he takes this the right way, is what he does with GU basketball. Just yeah. is, yeah, you know, his Iditarod stuff, and now he's doing that, you know, in Europe or was doing, you know, hosting those shows in, in, in those races in Europe before COVID. You know, his uh, fly fishing show, his fly fishing lodge. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. So, I, I've I've really come to enjoy working with Greg. Well, we did uncover when he was on that uh, Balto is a fraud. Yes. You know, Balto the dog. Balto, Balto the dog, the hero dog. Oh, God, yeah. I think I heard this. I think, yeah, I heard this podcast. You were throwing out random movies to him, Jack? About, well, about, about, about sledding? Yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite is the Cuba Gooding Jr. one. Well, but, here, I need to go back to this plane crash. Was, did he eat the other people? He seems like the guy he would eat the other people in the plane. I think Greg would, I, he, I think he would volunteer his own meat. <laughs> I think he's that kind of guy. Here's my thigh. Um, yeah, exactly. no, if, I, if I remember correctly, they, they, they crashed and, and the, the pilot did a good job or something landed in heavy snow. And so they had to dig the plane out and then they, they, they got out of there. He was um, on that soccer team. That he was on that soccer team for sure. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think anybody was eaten or you know. But um, okay, the plane. Yeah, the the plane crashes. The pilot digs the plane out of the snow, <laughs> and then no, I think all of them. I think all of them had to dig it out. Okay. Okay. Was, all I think, hands I think on it was during that. I want to say it was during that dinner rod or something, and. They were following different groups um, and going like to the next spot, and something happened with the plane. Um, and then, oh, so and then the plane was salvageable. They got back in you the know, plane. Jack, check, check. <laughs> yeah. You can ask the guy directly. I, guess I know, I know right. that there. I know. I know there's some tension. <laughs> there is. Be happy to join you again on the podcast. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Rob, do you have anything for? Uh, oh no, for man. sexy man. No, I'm just glad he was able to join us, and we've been excited to have you on the air. No, this is great. You guys do a good job. I, I, I try to listen as much as I can, and um, it's fun just to see, you know, I listen, I'm a podcast guy anyway, and so just to have this, you know, once a week or whenever it is, just to kind of get caught up, it's great. You guys have great guests as well. Thank and, you. And, and, oh, we got to get together with your friend Eddie, by the way. He actually called me while we were doing this. I need to call him back. No, he'd love to hang out. I'd love to hang out. He's a trip. And he, Eddie's, uh, <laughs> he's, a trip. Eddie's one of Eddie's one of my closest friends. He's he's the best. So. Oh, so great. So great. Right on, man. And you, you and you saw how much fun he had at my wedding. I see, I can't, yeah, it was yeah, that was Eddie. Good old Eddie. Did Sean Mallon did Sean Mallon attend your wedding or was he still was he still undecided on that? Was he, he still- was there. Okay. He was there. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, this is now going to like somehow go online. Like there's tension. No, man, it uh, sounds the best, man. I'm just saying the first, like the first half a year, it was a little, a little bit tough, but uh, I think once he saw us together and he saw we were the real deal. So. Were you, were you guys a uh, beer and wine wedding or a full bar wedding? Full bar. God this is actually him. a great story. Oh, okay, um, please. We, and Rob was there. We, we had our reception at the Fox, obviously. Um, and we had open bar for the, we had a, like a signature cocktail hour and then dinner and open bar through dinner. And then the first hour of dancing. I think that if I remember correctly, well, nobody shut the bar off. Nobody made it cash. And we're all having fun. No one's thinking about it. We run out of Jameson's vodka. I mean, it's like we have purged the inventory uh-huh. and it's towards the end of the night. And finally, I think my, my mother-in-law realized that it hadn't been cash at any point in the night. And so we're just like, I mean, two yeah, wedding yeah. nights, so you kind of put it in the back of your mind, but we're yeah, not thinking yeah, yeah. myself. <laughs> it's going to be hefty, yeah, hefty yeah. bar tab. And I knew it's it a great omen. Uh, the following Monday, that was a Saturday, the gal who we worked with for the, the vendor was said, that was our mistake. Um, we'll eat it. I knew right. I knew, I knew right then and there, man. My wife and I, we were set. We were Hell yeah! Huge. Yeah, so, so it was a great, a great. We had a great wedding. What, what was the signature cocktail? Lemon drop. <laughs> okay, that's right. That is right. That is right. Yeah. I remember that? Maybe I'm, I don't remember it because there were so many lemon drops, but I do remember that. I'm a, I, I, and I'll, I'll confess that we had a lemon drop because I like lemon drops. And my, my wife and I, we went, our first date, we went to Bistangos, which is downtown. They do martinis, and we each had a couple of lemon drops, so it kind of brought it all, all full circle. But yeah, it was a fun wedding. Excellent mm-hmm. stuff. Man who yeah. admits to uh, to liking lemon drops. I'm not ashamed. Good on you. Good on you. Rob, do you have something for us? Water the bamboo. I think this season requires a lot of water in the bamboo. We might not see a lot of progress progression, but but we just got to keep watering. Eventually, we're going to see massive, massive growth. So water the bamboo, my friend. From the corner! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.